Welcome to Slow Seasons, a podcast to nurture the creative journey, particularly if you are in the beginning stages of your creative practice or transitioning from a traditional job into working for yourself. I'm your host, Marsha Barron, artist, designer, creative entrepreneur. You can find my work online on my website at marshabarondesign.com and on Facebook and Instagram at marshabarondesign. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram at Slow Seasons Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Slow Seasons. Today, we're talking about limiting beliefs that are common in creative careers. But before we dig in, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. So how many of you listened to episode one all the way through to the end? And if you did listen to the full episode, did you follow along with the exercise that I walked you through at the end where we visualize our dream life? How many of you went to my website and downloaded the worksheet and completed the exercise? Now, I'm not being mean or harsh when I say this, but I'm betting that not many of you followed through with the dream life exercise in dream one or in episode one. And that's due to what we're talking about today. Um, If you are one of the people who did not do the exercise in episode one, of envisioning your dream life, why is that? I want you to ask yourself, what is the reason that you could not follow through? The truth is that the vast majority find this exercise a bit difficult. It's a very simple exercise, but it's far from easy. And if you are one of the people who found it difficult to complete or to even just close your eyes and follow along um, while I was talking, or maybe you completely skipped over it, you may be dealing with limiting beliefs. Do you have goals you want to only sort of achieve? Do you have half-baked ideas and dreams? Do you want to keep yourself small and reach only a minimal amount of success? Well, with limiting beliefs, you can do all this and so much less. Try limiting beliefs today. Wait, what? No thanks. Limiting beliefs? Fuck off. So what are limiting beliefs? According to Tony Robbins, who's like the hype man of personal growth and development, I'm sure that you know his name. And if you don't, Google him. You'll instantly recognize him. Limiting beliefs, according to him and I'm quoting him, are the stories we tell ourselves about who we are that hold us back from beginning or blah, 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 from becoming who we are meant to be. These beliefs limit us from reaching our full potential. They are often subconscious. We don't even know that we have them until someone points them out to us. The human brain is wired to conserve energy. We seek certainty in our routines, relationships, and jobs. We're often averse to risk and don't want to get out of our comfort zones, and we only invest energy into taking action when we believe it will produce results. When we don't believe we can get results, when we don't have a deep belief in ourselves, we give up before we start. We don't put in our full effort. We sabotage our own success. That's the very definition of limiting beliefs, according to Tony Robbins. So what are some common limiting beliefs that are heard often in a creative career? There's the myth of the starving artist, 
there's no money in art. That's like the number one thing that we always hear as artists or creatives. Another example is it's all about who you know. It's a popularity contest. The market is too saturated. There's a lot of competition. I'm not talented enough. I don't know how to network. I'm not a real artist. Art is not a real job. I'll have to get a real job to support myself. I'm not popular enough. No one will buy my art because it's too expensive and people don't want to buy expensive things. I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. These are just some of the limiting beliefs that are, that are common in our field of creativity. I'm sure you can think of many, 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 many more. I bet you could even fill pages of limiting beliefs that will surface for you. The reason that limiting beliefs stop us from allowing us to dream is because they are lies that we have accepted as truths. Lies that tell us we are not worthy or don't deserve our dreams or that tell us that things we dream of are not even possible, at least not in any big or significant way. And sure, we do try. It's easy to cut out some pictures from a few magazines and glue them to a piece of construction paper and call it a vision board, but it's of no use to us if deep down we have negative little voices telling us it will never happen. Our subconscious mind will override our conscious mind every single time, and it happens more often than we realize. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. So when I talk about limited beliefs and the impact it has on all aspects of our lives, including even the way that it affects our health, our wealth, our mindsets, our bodies, our home life, personal life, business, everything. So I want to back up a little bit and break it down so we can dig in a little bit deeper. First off, this is not the same as being positive, in quotes. There's actually a such thing as being too positive, toxic positivity. And I know you know what I'm talking about. It's the type of people that tell you that you have to just smile, put on a happy face, there's nothing to worry about, or that tell you if you're depressed or dealing with depression, just don't be sad as if you haven't already tried that. Or the people that use hashtag blessed on every single social media post. So you know the, those people. Everything is perfectly perfect and shiny and we usually see it on social media. But that is not the same thing as what I'm talking about here. I'm sure you've come across plenty of information out there that talk about having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Or that tell you to see the world from, a, from an abundance less lens versus a scarcity lens. And these are all fine and good things, but there is a reason that plenty of people really don't believe the hype of the law of attraction or Tony Robbins-esque mindset techniques. A lot of things out there tell us that we have to take a bad thought and rewrite it as a good thought and then, I don't know, live out our best lives or something like that. And is, in essence, it is partially true but there is a fundamental step in between getting from point A to point B that's missing. So you may be wondering why I'm even talking about this or what makes me the authority to talk about this. But um, 
apart from being an artist, I've actually spent over a decade studying and learning the relationship between our subconscious and, con and conscious minds and how that connection is then manifested into physical reality that we know, um, including, like I said before, our levels of health and wealth and our bodies and our homes, personal lives, career life, and everything in between. Oh, that bus again. You'll hear it in the background, just right on time. So with that being said, I know you may be thinking, oh great, oh, you hear that trash truck. We'll just let it go by. <laughs> okay, I think it's gone. Okay, so you may be thinking, oh great, Marsha's gonna just go on this rant and lecture us about being positive and blah, 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 just because it's easy for her. But that's not true. I've spent, like I said, a decade learning about this stuff and a, more than a decade working on myself and trying to better my own situation and my own life. But um, And as a kid and a teen... I was the girl who always had bad luck. Like anything that you can think of that was bad would happen to me. I'd be the one who stepped in mud or spilled coffee all over a white crisp shirt or got assigned the worst seat in class. I got shit on by birds. I got hit hard in the face with a soccer ball at recess. I had the world's worst haircut a day before picture day. In high school, I did not get asked out on dates. I did not get flowers on Valentine's Day or asked to prom. I had to be set up on prom. And like when guys would ask me to dance, like in a school dance, it wasn't because they liked me. It was just to make fun of my dance moves because they didn't understand my humor or that I messed around with my dance moves, but whatever. And when I got phone calls at home, it wasn't because I was popular. It was just because classmates wanted me to give them answers on their homework. And then to top it off, I suffer from hyperhidrosis, which is a sweating condition. You sweat a lot. And as a teen, my hands would drip literal puddles in the worst moments. I was usually a public display of humiliation. And there's so much more. I can go in depth with all the bad stuff that I've gone through in my life, but... Who hasn't gone through that and I give those examples in my school days because I think a lot of us can relate to that um, you go through those awkward teenage years and you're all pimply and your hair's all poofy and nothing fits and blah 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 so the summer before my senior year of high school I decided I was going to change my luck I had read an article in a teen magazine it might have been like teen vogue or 17 or something like that and it was about how to work on yourself and grow your comfort zone and I decided that's what I would do if I didn't get a chance to enjoy high school fine but my last year of high school and college would be different college would be when my real life would begin oh to be young so fast forward many years to post-college me it was 2012 and at this time by a series of coincidences, I was led to study neurolinguistic programming or NLP. 
And I was fortunate to take my mom along this journey and together we immersed ourselves in a week-long seminar that forever changed our lives. So for those of you who don't know what Neuro Linguistic Programming, or NLP, is, it's a pseudoscientific approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy that first appeared in Richard Bandler. I'm trying to read it off Wikipedia because I didn't think to do this before. Let's see. It first appeared in Richard Bandler and John Grinder's 1975 book, The Structure of Magic. So NLP claims that there's a connection between neurological processes, language, and acquired behavioral patterns, and that these can be changed to achieve specific goals in life. According to Bandler and Grinder, that NLP can treat problems such as phobias, depression, um, disorders, psychosomatic illnesses, nearsightedness, allergy, the common cold, and learning disorders, often in a single session. They also claim that NLP can model the skills of exceptional people, allowing anyone to acquire them. It's been adopted by some hypnotherapists as well as by companies that run seminars marketed as leadership training to businesses and government agencies. There's no scientific evidence supporting the claims made by NLP advocates, and it has been called a pseudoscience. Scientific reviews have shown that NLP is based on outdated metaphors or for the brain's inner workings that are inconsistent with current neurological theory and contain numerous factual errors. Reviews also found that research that favored NLP contains significant methodological flaws and that there were three times as many studies of a much higher quality that failed to reproduce the extraordinary claims made by Bandler, Grinder, and other NLP practitioners. That's from Wikipedia. Um, Yeah, I think that the whole claims against NLP is probably Big Pharma and other companies who don't want us to be able to heal ourselves. But from my point of view, that was 10 years ago that I started, that I studied it. And it did change my life. I was in the hospital daily in 2012. And... I, both my mom and I, we learned to heal ourselves from the inside out. And, you know, I had been in the hospital daily for various ailments that would turn out to be nothing, according to doctors. And yet I would find myself back in the hospital day after day. My neighbor even once told me, ugh, you'll hear that bus again. My neighbor had, at that time, even once told me she thought I had, I was going to be a goner during that time and the final time I went to the hospital I took my quantum healing book from Deepak Chopra and I told my mom I had to be well enough to attend this week-long seminar because I just I knew my body knew how to heal itself it just had to happen that day ASAP so I could be released from the hospital because I knew I had to be at that seminar so whether or not NLP works or not that's up to you to decide I'm not going to decide for you. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical professional. Don't use any of this information to diagnose yourself or to treat anything that you have or think you might have or medical issues that you may or may not have. If you have medical issues that are bothering you or that you are concerned about, go and talk to a medical professional. Don't rely on this podcast to diagnose and treat you. Um, But as for me, I was released from the hospital that day, 
My mom picked me up and we drove straight from the hospital to the seminar, no time to go home beforehand. And long story short, I learned the tools that would forever change me and I never spent the night in a hospital after that at all. Only days later, after the seminar, I left the job I was stuck at and I got a better one and my body started to heal. And suddenly, opportunities were everywhere and I began to experience a major shift in every area of life. Oh, come on, trash truck. Every episode. Okay. So, while it's true that you can take a negative belief and rewrite it as a positive belief, as so many other websites claim, like Tony Robbins' websites and others, it's not enough to just do that. Your subconscious mind will still be holding on tight to that underlying limiting belief that is holding you back. So, even if you take a limiting belief like which was one of our examples, I'm not a real artist. So if you take that limiting belief, I'm not a real artist, and you rewrite it to say, I am a real artist, and you start telling yourself, I am a real artist, that's not necessarily enough because your subconscious mind is still holding on to that I'm not a real artist belief because you haven't done the steps to detach yourself from it and let it go before rewriting that new belief. And so for in order for this to really have an effect, a true effect, you must learn to detach yourself from that limiting belief. Be a neutral observer of your thoughts and let them go so you can then properly teach your subconscious to believe new thoughts. And it takes time just like anything else. I first studied NLP a decade ago and I'm not, it's not like, oh, I did all the work and poof, I'm done. I'm healed and I'm healthy and I'm wealthy and my life is perfect. It's it's a learning process and it takes time. It takes years sometimes to undo all the things that we've ingrained in our brains that hold us back. And it's just like a garden. You must constantly feed it and water it, water your mental garden and take out the weeds that don't serve you well or no longer serve you. And it's just like our gardens that we have at home. We can't just never water it, never nurture it, and just leave the weeds all over the place. It'd be haywire. It'd be chaos, and it wouldn't grow properly. Same thing with your mental garden. So because there's a lot to unpack here, and I don't want to completely rush through it, this is just... Um, the first part of this series. So your homework for this week is to be a neutral observer of your own thoughts and your own beliefs and belief systems that you may have or may encounter, Um, especially in your creative careers or your creative endeavors that you're taking part in. Um, Notice when, when they come up, And I would encourage you to take like a notebook or a piece of paper or something and just write down all the limiting beliefs that you come across. Um, For example, even when I started this podcast, before I started this podcast, I had that little voice that cropped up out of nowhere that told me, you of all people are starting a podcast. You don't know anything. Who's going to listen to it? No one's going to care. 
and I had to stop and get over that limiting belief before I started this podcast. And I still deal with it. You're going to be dealing with a lot of these limiting beliefs until they're gone. And then even then, you just maintain it, just like anything else. So because I don't want to overwhelm you with too much information and too much steps at one time, that's what I'm saying this week. Just It's all just about awareness and picking up on on these limiting beliefs that are holding you back. So just take a pen and paper or a notebook or something and throughout the day as you're doing other things, if thoughts come up that you realize are holding you back or that is a belief system that you've held onto for a long time, write it down. And then next week we'll come back and we'll really dig into how to let go of those things and and how to rewrite them into good beliefs that will serve you well. Um, and I think that's where we will leave off today. Because I, I don't over, want to overwhelm you. It's a lot of information. But um, whatever creative field that you're in, whether you're an artist, musician, poet, whatever... And this works even for non-creative fields. It works for every area of life. But um, the reason that we had to tackle this first is because in episode number one, I had said step number one is to dream. But that's kind of a lie because sometimes we can't even get past that step. We can't even allow ourselves to dream because we don't believe it will even happen for us. So we have to tackle that underlying limiting beliefs that are hidden underneath that in order to be able to allow ourselves to dream and to realize this can happen for us. This is a possibility. My dreams can be reality. So on that note, thank you for listening. I hope that you uncover some things that have been holding you back and be aware of them and acknowledge them without judgment. Just write them all down. And we'll come back next week and we'll we'll tackle those together. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Slow Seasons, a podcast to nurture the creative journey. This has been a Marsha Baron Design Studio production. You can check out my work on MarshaBaronDesign.com. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Marsha Baron Design. You can also check out more about this podcast on MarshaBaronDesign.com forward slash Slow Seasons Podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Slow Seasons Podcast. Thanks.